And welcome to the Goodies Pirate Podcast. And this week we're looking at Frankenfido, the mm. definitively named Frankenfido. No mysteries there. This was first broadcast on the 10th of March 1975, which was a Monday at 9pm. Now, gentlemen, at the end of the day, this podcast is about a group of mates sitting down, watching the goodies, having some fun. And as part of that, whenever we watch these in the lead up, we send a couple of texts around sometimes. Oh, I just watched this and it was great, or this was better than I expected, or, gee, did you guys struggle with this as much as I did? Last night when I finished watching this episode, I sent a text to you that just said, Guys, Frank and Fido is bloody disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of summarizes my view. I, I quite liked a lot of it, but it was very freaky, especially for the goodies. Richard, what are your thoughts? Yes, for, for an episode that ends with, let's face it, is a bestiality joke, <laughs> I enjoyed parts of it, but yeah, some parts of it are very strange. Yeah, like Dr. Moreau, just weird yeah. stuff. Yeah, Tom? Not my favourite episode. I wouldn't even probably put it in my top 50 favourite episodes of the goodies. Okay, um, okay which considering there's only, what, 76 of them? <laughs> you're, you're putting it in the bottom third. <laughs> That's basically yes. it. Oh, look. Going back to originally watching this, I never liked the look of Frank and Fido. I always found it disturbing as a young'un. Oh, yeah. And it's always coloured my judgement of this. I think it's got some good jokes in there, but, yeah, just a lot of it didn't hit the mark for me. It's interesting because the Frank and Fido monster actually only appears in the last five minutes. Yeah. I actually made a note. It's five minutes, 30 seconds from the end it first appears. Yeah, and then you've got the bit at the end where they've, where they've cut it up again, so it's actually only in there for about three or four minutes. Yeah. But... Yeah, and look, going into this one, as we've discussed before, there are some episodes we've seen many times. This wasn't one of them. I probably haven't watched this in 20 years. No, I don't remember this being among the ones the ABC repeated a lot. Whether I just contrived to miss it some of the times when it was on. I probably saw it three or four times. I do remember it being screened, but I would not not say to the same extent I remember, say, stuff like Icky Thump. No. Or some of the others being shown. No, I, I went into this, watching this one, with very, very dim memories. I, I could remember vividly the shot of Frank and Fido's head coming over the bench. That's just sort of <laughs> ingrained in the memory for all the wrong reasons. And I remember that the end had something to do with Bill in a dog skin and babies of some sort. I couldn't quite remember what the joke was. Other than that, this was like watching a brand new episode. It really mm. was quite, quite new to me. And yeah, there was some okay stuff. So we'll get into it. So it starts with Graham Garden is now reading new species of dog or new breeds of dog yes so (laughs) it's sort of a a bit of a progression really isn't it he starts out breeding wildly disparate dog breeds he he then moves to breeding dogs with other animals Mm. we we then moved into inanimate objects there is a progression and then we get to the end but yes look there are some good jokes there at the start though where you sort of pan across his laboratory and you have breeding basket and then bread, bread basket. basket. <laughs> that was quite good for the um, or, or the um, Dulux paint thing. Yeah, I was going to say, feeding the English, English sheepdog the paint. Yes. Which we had the same adverts. You we did for yes. Dulux, yes, it was a, a staple of the Dulux ads. But given that prior to 92, we couldn't show foreign-made ads, they must have remade all the British mm. ads with the dog for Dulux here. Yes. So, yeah, it just goes to show how um, international the goodies could be. So, 
The premise is that Graham has been asked to breed a special dog to win Crufts for Tim and Bill. Yes. Uh, and he's sort of taken that to the extreme and doing it for everybody else and coming up with all these various different crossbred dogs. Yes. So, I mean, look, it, it does lead into a lot of humour. You have... Uh, you have all these made-up dog breeds. the bit where he puts the chihuahua in the basket with the with the wolfhound. Yes, <laughs> make sure they get fed first. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, and plus, you get to make obviously they get to do some of the animal cruelty type jokes where you know he's throwing the dogs around. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, no. Did it work for you? No. Oh, again, probably what can't I get away with today for later on. But there's a bit it, with a dog in the bin. I must admit, yeah. we lift the lid off the bin. There's a poor dog sitting in there. Yeah, an yeah. actual dog, not just toy Yes, yes. No, that's right. So. He gives Tim and Bill their very special breed of dog, <laughs> which for a while they think he's just taking the top off a mop. <laughs> sort of his long tube of white fluff. fluff. Yeah, yeah. That, that to me almost landed. It, it was a bit weird, and certainly the um, the urinating dog joke was a little bit off. Well, they did the bit about he was dead, and then of course they do the bit you've got the wrong end. Yes, um, yeah. and then they doesn't he doesn't move or anything until they, until they do beg or then die for the queen. Yeah. Oh, I think he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not saying it was bad. That that, that sequence was a little bit odd. I think. Yeah, they, again, they get to do some jokes in there. I mean, they, they make the pun about the dog having no nose. Then how's he smell? <laughs> and you listen, you hear the audience do the... Oh. <laughs> when they make that joke. Although when they realise that Graham is doing this for other people rather than just them and sold them out, the line, the miserable breeder, yeah. <laughs> was a very clever way of getting around the senses, I thought. Yeah. They go back and see Graham and they, they find he's crossbreeding the dogs with other animals. We have the dog rock salmon hybrid that can swim faster than Mark Spitz. <laughs> and we have the Yorkshire Terrier that's been crossed with the lion. Of course. So of course he gets to do the pet's corner routine with yeah, straight, <laughs> up. With straight up and attacking him. Uh, yes, the tortoise hound. Yeah, that wasn't a bad prop actually. That, that wasn't was very too bad. bad. <laughs> yes, so we, we've sort of, um, we've, we've actually zipped through about half the episode in about two minutes, <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, there's, there's, there's not a lot of meat to the, the whole episode. No. That, that's my issue with it. There wasn't a, it was an extended joke of yes. how, how many variations can we do on other animals and inanimate objects. And, and that's a point that I certainly had. This really is variations on one joke again, yeah. which uh, usually the best goodies episodes aren't that. Hmm. And this isn't the best episode. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. But it's not for me, you know, a top twenty or a top thirty. Even it's it's a it's a good solid middle top episode. Fifty. Now we have to mention, of course, that we have the first film sequence there where Tim and Bill's dog escapes, so they have to chase it around with Comeback, which mm. I think is actually a pretty cool segment, and I, I like Comeback as a piece of music. Its first appearance is in the Goodies and the Beanstalk, where yes. they're chasing the beanstalk along. Yes. But uh, I actually think it is quite a catchy little tune. Mm. It's, it it's certainly better than, say, um, than the Needed song. <laughs> <laughs> not as iconic. No, probably no. not. But, uh, yeah, no, no I, I thought Comeback was quite quite catchy. Yeah. After the Comeback segment where Bill and Tim have found their little white piece of fluff dog <laughs> and they realise that it's got kids because it was locked in the cupboard with all the hormones. That's right. Graham has to work out who the father is and decides the father is clearly the feather duster. Yes, after eliminating Tim and Bill. Bill. After some consideration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which I guess sets up the joke at the end, but and, and clearly shows that, you know, the, these sort of jokes are okay with a family audience. Yeah. 
Yes. Well, I, look, I, I think those are the sort of jokes that if you don't know what it means, it is going to go completely. Yeah, well, that's true. Head. Kid probably wouldn't get really the, the, the connotation. No, and they probably wouldn't even quite understand the idea of feather duster breeding with a dog either. They're just no. like, oh, those two are. So something's happened and now we've got a feather duster dog or whatever. But that. that <laughs> Pushes a dog and a feather duster love each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they scoot over that very carefully and very quickly, I think. But it does lead Graham into, well, what else can I breed yes. uh, dogs uh, with? And then um, we wind up with a, a chair and a gas cooker. Yes, which leads us into the Crufts Parade. Now, Graham enters into this parade a number of his dogs, including the, the parrot dog, the sofa dog, the range cooker dog. Yes. Tim, of course, is desperate to win Crufts, so it is heavily implied, although no, we don't show it on screen, he puts Bill into a very silly dog costume, um, basically a giant Snoopy outfit, I yes. think you basically say. Cuddly scamp, hairy legs of Cricklewood. <laughs> yes, or just cuddly scamp for short. Yes. And that leads to the various different aspects of cuddly scamp winning various different awards. Now, there's a strange little cutaway there, to Cuddly Scamp on the final of Mastermind, which, this is another one of those strange ones. They've actually got Magnus Magnuson in to play the host, but then call him Magnus Magnesium. Yes, they do, actually. So, I don't know whether they sort of thought, well, look, we'll call it Magnus Magnesium, and we'll just get somebody to you know, pretend to be Magnus. And then they've actually got the real Magnus and forgot to change the, the, um, the caption or... They just thought it was funnier that way. No, I think they've gone down that path. It's like the mad comics of the 70s, you know, huge there. Mm. We always change the name. And the fact that, you know, Patrick Moore, though Patrick Moore was always Patrick Moore, he never was a, yeah, he was. a pseudonym of anything else. But uh, they've always made fun of the name where they can. Yeah, and look, it's worth noting here, Magnus Magnuson was very much a staple of British television at that time and became even more iconic as he went on. Um, he, he died in 2007, but... He hosted Mastermind from 1972 to 1997. Right. So that's very much a staple of British television. He also did some appearances on Morecambe and Wise, actually. So he he wasn't just the goodies that would make reference to him. He was very much somebody that would get on all that sort of pop culture and light entertainment. He was was quite a well-known face. All that said, though, Cuddly Scamp does win Crupt. He does. I mean, he has to do things like he has to sit. So, of course, he gets a chair out and sits himself yeah, down on it. Yes. Big. So, he only comes with the violin and does a bit of hearts and flowers. <laughs> yes. That was very good. And then there's the intelligence test where he's about to put a car together. <laughs> yeah, look, very extraordinary. But I thought quite a funny sequence. One point to make at this point is, for Australian viewers, how much do you think the whole Crufts shtick really landed? Because... We don't really have the equivalent here, do we? No, and I, I would think there would be people who only know Crafts because of probably having seen this bit on the goodies. Oh, I, I, think, I, I think the only reason I've heard of Crafts is because it's on the goodies. It was a, an institution, really, in England. I mean, it had been around since the 1890s mm. as a dog show, and it had changed format a couple of times. But it's still running now, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's mm. very big in the UK, but I, mm. I guess this is one of those episodes where, as we've said before your familiarity with the concept material does perhaps in some extent inform how much you get out of the episode. And I suspect if you're somebody in Britain who's grown up with Crufts being a big deal, a big annual festival that people talk about and people go to see, you will get more out of this than us sort of going, oh, look, we're vaguely aware at some dog show they have in England. Mm-hmm. That, that might make a bit of a difference. Yeah, because the, the, craft, the craft you see on screen 
isn't actually it, it is actually just called Cruft because they call it Cruft's Ideal Dog Exhibition, which is actually a bit of a fusion because there's there's Cruft's, which is the dog breeders and, and, and show dog show. And then there is also a thing called the Ideal Home Exhibition, which was basically a, a like a showcase for household designs um, right. and new innovations in, in household equipment and labour saving devices and that. So what what they portray on screen is actually a bit of a mashup. Which is why the kitchen cooker and the yes that's okay. right i didn't know that until literally yeah. that moment so yeah again that kind of but see again i guess for an australian audience that would have just been straight over the top yeah yeah, yeah which is an important point to make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this does however lead into one of my favorite silly little sketches which is after it's cuddling scamp as one crafts and Tim then goes to visit Graham with the giant cup. Oh. <laughs> and he's very, very subtly. To the point he sort of drops in front of him, you drop something. Oh, what? Oh, you mean this cup here? <laughs> Smug, <laughs> isn't he? He's very smug. And Tim, Tim does do that very well. He does. That's really good. This leads into, I guess, the final act of the episode. Yes, where there's still chance, I think, where you can win the, the absolute final of crafts. Yes, and Graham goes to the extreme and decides he's going to build himself a purpose-built dog out of people. Yeah, and Donny Osmond. And Donny Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Yul Brynner's leg, Robin Day's brain, and Nicholas Parsons' hair. Uh, yes, and you know, they make the joke about Donny Osmond's teeth and yes, um, all that. Nicholas Parsons' brain, brain. <laughs> yeah. and Robin Day's leg yeah, with the glass and the little bow tie. I, I thought the Robin Day's leg bit was very funny. Yes. And again, there's probably people who really only know Robin Day because he's in what two goodies episodes. So, as I said at the start of this episode, that image of Frank and Fido's head coming up over the <laughs> counter, that bloody terrified me as a kid, and that is just burned on the brain. I, I do have to say, the bit where Frank and Fido was riding the trandom, that is very impressive. That is very impressive. It is. But at the same time, as we pointed out, it's five minutes 30 from the end of the episode when mm. Frank and Fighter turns up. That includes the closing credits. Mm. So he's only on screen for about three minutes. Yeah. And all he really does in that is just get chased. Mm. He actually doesn't do anything. Mm. No. Um, and yeah, look, the chase seems very, very good. Again, it's got come back as the background. The tandem stuff's really good. But then he just... <laughs> Rides back into Graham's lab and is never seen again. Well, chased in by cuddly scamp hairy yes, legs. Yes, uh, It's been three days, I think, before they obviously recover them and, both. And then all of a sudden it's a year later. Yes. Because yes. it, took, it, it took him a year to take him apart. So what what happened in that year? Yes. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. No, it, it's a very weird ending. Who wants to describe the very final part of this episode? Um, uh, no. Well, <laughs> they're, they're gone. <clears throat> Well, they're obviously they're they're trying to they're still trying to deprogram Bill, and they've now admitted that yes, it's just Bill in the dog costume. Uh, so they're trying to deprogram Bill, and they make the comment that they were in there for three days and three nights, and who knows what they got up to. Yes. Well, and, and they also Graham makes yes. the point of mentioning that Frank and Fido was a bitch. Oh yes, yes, that's true. Actually, yes, they dropped the dropped the bombshell that Frank and Fido was a bitch, and then suddenly at the door appears. Their offspring. Mm, yes, half Bill, half Frank and Fido. Yes. Yeah. And it comes in... Doctor! <laughs> uh, Roll the closing credits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. H- hilarity ensues. <laughs> <laughs> Again, what happened that year that 
Frankenfighter was away giving birth and nobody noticed. Look, it, it <laughs> makes no sense. It's Look, it's not a terrible end to the episode, but as I say, like a lot of the concepts in this, it's just a little bit disturbing. Well, I think watching it as an adult, yeah, it is. I mean, look, I remember seeing it as a kid and probably just, you know, it went straight through to the keeper. But yeah. you're right, watching it, yeah, now, 30 years later, <laughs> it is a little disturbing. Yeah. So, yeah, look, to, to summarise, honestly... I laughed a lot during this one. There's some really clever sequences. I think Tim gives a really good performance in this. Mm. And Graham is his usual excellent self. It just is, as we said earlier, it's different iterations of the same joke. So the different Mm. types of breeding all the way through. As I say, it's not my favourite, but I didn't think it was terrible. Tom, you... Still not a fan. Look, there's parts of it that are quite enjoyable. Yes, I laughed at times. I do have very clear memories of it watching it years ago. But yeah, well, still hasn't changed from that. Again, look, there were bits I laughed at. There were bits I was sort of a little bit disturbed by. Look, it was fun enough to watch. I, I don't know it's one I'll be going back and re-watching anytime soon, but... No, it's not going to add to my list of sort of regular favourites, but I, I'm more or less... No, I did have one note, and maybe this is part of it. It's another one of these episodes that was recorded only three days before it actually went out. We talked about last episode with the delays to South Africa. Season five, just to quickly recap, was, was hit with industrial action. So they had a long break between recording the first couple and then coming back to record the later ones in the in the season. In the intervening time, the BBC got cold feet over the content of the South Africa episode because it was supposed to be shown forth. They got cold feet over that and then decided not to screen it. So they were rushing to get these into production anyway. I think they were basically there was recording a week for editing and then they would go out the following week. They then get into a whole cycle where this was recorded on the Friday and it was screened on the Monday. So basically there's sort of this frantic editing and whatever over the weekend. I mean, the film sequences obviously had long since been filmed. But the studio stuff was, yeah, shot on the Friday, cut together over the weekend, uh, and then put out on the Monday. And you do see, I don't think so much in this one, you do see in a couple of the others, uh, there's a couple of times they actually slightly fumble their lines, which maybe in other episodes would have meant a retake, but they just keep going because obviously they're they're up against the clock. Mm. Well, that's pretty impressive. Should we move then to our regular segments? Please, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, for tropes, I've got a few here. We get a funny farm mention. We do. We, of course, get Graham manipulating the animals, and, and indeed, we mentioned his pet's corner routine. Yes. We do. We get hearts and flowers being played. Yes. It is a first as well. This is our first Nicholas Parsons joke. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is our second Osmond Brothers joke. In this yes. Case, we have Donny Osmond rather than little Jimmy Osmond, <laughs> and I'll be grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> Are we? Any, any any others, gentlemen? I didn't have any others, no. no. No, fair enough. What couldn't they get away with today? So much. <laughs> yes, there, there was one cut made when it was screened here. No, it wasn't the ending. It was um, the bit where, near the start, where Graham has a chihuahua in the basket and he says to the line, how are you going? You're feeling sexy? Wow, that's... Um, yeah, yeah okay. in, in amongst everything else, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't know that there's anything here you wouldn't do. But you would have to pick the right show and the right audience. Would you have Tim doing his Muhammad Ali impersonation? Doing effectively a Rasta voice? Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah look, that's actually a valid point. Yeah, I did, I did notice that, and I wasn't quite sure what the point of that actually was. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's probably the one thing. Look, I, I don't think you'd do this sort of thing in family prime time. No, I, I could see probably some of you more out-there comedies doing some of this sort of material. Yes. I don't think you do it as a family show. It's no. not as mainstream now, no. Mm. What were our favourite gags? Richard, do you have one? 
Oh, there were so many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to. I did like Graham when he does the thing with the Yorkshire Terrier cross with the line where it goes straight for the throat. I did think that was good. Actually, probably some of the puns, because this was quite a pun-heavy episode. Yes. Where the dog's the barrel of fun. Yes. There's the list, of, the list of body parts on his chopping list. Yeah. Yeah, look, there was some good stuff there. I'm actually going to go for a visual joke, and it's a really quick one, but it's the moment when he places the tortoise hound on the workbench because you've had all the breed up to it and it's getting slightly crazier and all the different things and then he doesn't even give it a line he's just he just pulls this great big prop out slams it down on, on the bed and it's a dog in eternal shell and it just oh, that just made me really really laugh and it's just such a simple thing but sometimes those are the best ones tom no it's not your favorite episode but what was your favorite gag uh, look i toss up between um using people and on elizabeth and <laughs> and there was just that one bit when the guy walks out of the optician's office and he sees Frank and Fido go past on the train, <laughs> takes off his glasses and walks into a lamppost. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, that, that was just a nice reference. Yeah, there, there yeah. is some good stuff in this. Uh, just a very different and unusual episode and probably a little bit edgy for them. Yeah, I think so. Fair enough. Well, next week... We're going to be talking about Scatty Safari. Which is wrong for a whole different reason. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's reasons outside of their control. Yes. But, well, uh, well, then again, well, at the, at the time, them, at the time, yes. really. No, look, a lot we're going to talk about in that one, I'm sure, and a lot of fun to be had. And until then, let's take a walk in the Black Forest. You've been listening to the Goodies Pirate Podcast, the Australian podcast that puts the good in goodies. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please do leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode or your thoughts on upcoming episodes. So please drop us a line by email at pirategoodiespc at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at at pirategoodiespc or find us on Facebook at facebook.com stroke pirategoodiespc. Goodies, goody, goody, yum, yum. Drop this cup. I'll just uh, pick pick it up. This cup we won. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. No need to rub it in. We all know you won the cup. What cup? Oh, this cup. <laughs> oh, this uh, Crafts Obedience and Intelligence Prize awarded to Cuddly Scamp Hairy Legs of Cricklewood Cup. Do you mean this cup? Cuddly Scamp. Come off it. Look, we all know it's just Bill in a skin. It is not. It is. Can you see Bill winning an Obedience and Intelligence Prize? <laughs>